Chapters a new sound, it's the sound of the one new man, it's not Jew or Gentile, it's one new man. Amen. That is the message that has been going on, and it's the message that will be going on, because it's not about anything but the new creation. And it's finished, it's finished, and we need to activate what's already been finished, and, and we thank God for just, we're not waiting around for anything. I'm telling you what, you don't need to be praying for revival, you don't need to be doing any of that stuff. He said it's finished. It's just a matter of entering into what he's already done. Amen? So let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And we're thanking him for an open heaven. Open heaven. Yes. Now, I'll tell you one thing. If you want to be praying about something, the biggest enemy we have is unbelief. Yes. So be praying against the spirit of unbelief that it will not be allowed to come through these doors. Yes. That's yes. the one enemy that is destroying a lot of the work that's been done or being done is that spirit dumb spirit of unbelief and so we're not going to let it be in here it's just going to have to stop at the door and stay outside in the name of Jesus huh yeah that unbelief can listen outside he ain't got no business in here so every spirit of unbelief is just going to have to sit out in the parking lot and listen to the word amen because we're just not going to have unbelief in here not going to have it. Got He's got a word. I figured he would. Okay. What happened to you, Mike? The word says, I read a day in the book of Psalms, a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord. Better is one day in your courts than thousands of years. It would be divine in order. I'm going to run this past door. Jana, we need two gatekeepers at this door next week. When everybody's coming in, hmm. To bind off the spirit of unbelief. Yes. And when they come in, you need to physically touch them and yes. brush off the cares of the world. Yes. Now, I'm going to give you a hands-on lesson for whoever it's going to be. And I'm going to let the Holy Ghost divinely speak to a couple. I mean, it doesn't have to be two individuals, but more. When they come in, you say, thank you, Jesus, bless you. And act like you're brushing dandruff off of them. <laughs> This is what they did to me when I was at Bethel, and I thought, well, Lord, I took a shower, I dried my hair, and I said, what are you doing? They said, we're brushing the cares of the world off of you. See where unbelief starts is distractions from the cares of the world. So I'm going to ask right now, who would be willing to volunteer and be that gatekeeper assigned for that next Sunday night? Mike? Oh, Linda? Yeah, you'll fit right in there. Do you need somebody to stand behind you? Okay, I'm going to let Freddie, because he's a Holy Ghost bouncer, and he's been anointed to that ministry, and you look so good in that beard. It'll just welcome everybody in. So I just want to commission you right now that you're not only greeters, but you are doorkeepers in the house of the Lord, and cares of the world will not come past that threshold, and you will divinely discern any demonic activity until it stops at that door right there. This ground is anointed for the work and the service of the Lord. We not only expect the glory, we receive the glory but we are going to live in and live drunk in the glory of God the manifested presence of Jesus so I release over you that mantle in Jesus name do your job do it well and right now let every demon tremble when they try to come in here no offense no unbelief hallelujah no infirmity no Jezebel no antichrist in Jesus name we are declaring war on that stuff David is raising up and it's time to throw rocks at that thing and tell it to hush in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, why don't you say what you really think?
One thing the Lord really put on my heart is that don't look at next Sunday night as a, uh, uh, well, a thing of itself. And then after that's over, we're glad we're done with that. Now we can get back to the low level of a normal life. No. So God is saying that that will be the first. It'd be like opening the door or opening the gates. And from there, you know, we should go to a higher level. So that's not, yes, and uh, so it's not that we're just going to just do that and then it's finished. No, that's a step up. Amen. You need to bind that spirit of slumber. Yes. Okay, you spirit of slumber. Uh, Every spirit that try to come against uh, the people that come. Oh, and I have the, I'd like to have the prayer to open that, that deal up with. It'll it'll be uh, founded on uh, the, the dry bones, Ezekiel thirty seven, and um, so anyway, so uh, every spirit that would come against um, uh, people returning and and demotion and, and uh, going back to uh, just a, a regular life, uh, you're not going back. And I command you get your hands off God's people, off of their finances, off of their will, and off of their mind in Jesus' name. I rebuke you and all your parts, and I leave them alone. Okay, Okay. it started this morning that was broke. It was broke. People started coming down and walking and walking and receiving the anointing, receiving their healing, receiving what they needed. And so in the name of Jesus, didn't I say just the other day, Dorman, that we need our church to be alive, remember, with the Spirit of God every Sunday, not just on this, the 31st, but we are, but we are going to be even more. And okay. like Jim said, we're stepping into a higher level. We're stepping into a higher level. It's a new level with no devil. Yeah. <laughs> new level with no devil. You got that? All right. Okay. Their water has gotten poisoned, and it's been a governmental thing that's been involved. Yes. So I declare in Jesus' name that I tell you, the God, you will raise up prophets to throw salt in that water, yes, to Lord. put the stick in that water, and to quick. take the death out of the pot yes. in Jesus' name. In Jesus and I declare every sickness yes. that has come that has been declared that it cannot be reversed because of whatever unlead poisoning, we break that, break we reverse it. it. Any child involved in that, may they be healed supernaturally in their house, and they speak and heal the water system of Flint, Michigan, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. In Jesus' name. Yes. All right. Thank you, Lord. Well, one new man. Y'all ready for one new man again? It's not your first rodeo. You already know about the one new man. But let's look in Ephesians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. And you, verse 1, hath he quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedient, among who we all had our conversation. Say, had our conversation. Ah, no more we ain't having in, in times past in the lust of our flesh for fulfilling the desires of the flesh and mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Say, but God. But God. Oh, thank you. Who is rich in mercy. 
For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together. Even when you were dead in sin. Do you know why you were yet sinner Christ died for you? Did you know why you were a sinner Christ died for you? Oh, come on now. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together. Union with Christ by grace you're saved. Raised us up together and made us sit together in him. We are seated with him in heavenly places. In him. In him. And made to sit in Jesus Christ. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ. By grace you're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ into good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, now I'm just now getting to where I want to go. Remember that ye, being times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. That's pretty desolate, isn't it? But now, say but now. It's a new day. But now, in Christ, ye who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. Say, he is my peace. Who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments or ordinances contained to, for to make in himself of the two one new man, so making peace. That's the message that he's talking about for this year that needs to go around the world. Not Jew, not Gentile, but one new man. But what is the fruit of that one new man? Peace. The work of righteousness shall be peace. The effect of righteousness, quietness, assurance, and my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation in quiet resting places. That's about Isaiah chapter 32, I think. That he might reconcile or exchange both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you. The gospel is called the gospel of peace. You know, isn't it amazing? That word irony means like two bones coming two bones coming together and becoming one. That's peace. They've come to peace. See, that's what we've come to. Peace with him. And also, what is that then? Union. We're in union with him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now you're no more strangers, you foreigners, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We have a new house. You like that? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to read that before I go to another version. No. 1 Corinthians, yeah. Chapter 12. All right. Verse 12 says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so is Christ. 
You know, I just pray that we, this year, will begin to see the body of Christ as one body. It's not 50,000 different denominations. We are one body in Christ. One. Members one of another. And it says, for by one spirit, say Holy Spirit. We are all baptized into one body. How many bodies? Whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, whether and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Now, some of you like to drink a little better than the others, but we all need to learn to drink into one spirit. Amen. For the body is not one member, but many. And we know what the rest of it says. The foots will say whatever. We're all part of that body and members one of another. I want to read in Colossians chapter 2 in the New Living Bible. Okay. Verse 6. Now just as you accept Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him. Say into. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and not from spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For Christ lives in him. Christ lives all the fullness of the human body. So you are complete through your union. Say union with Christ. You are complete with your union in Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. And when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting of away of your sinful nature. The cutting away. For you were buried with him in Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to a new life, because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature. And he says, you were dead because of sin and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, took it out of the way by nailing it to his cross. In this way, he disarmed spiritual rulers. That means put off. He put them off. Disarmed spiritual rulers and authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat, drink, or celebrate in certain days or new moons or feast or feast or whatever that is. Feast. We don't go to feast. <laughs> we don't need them. You don't need Sabbaths. You don't. You don't need all those feasts or feast. Now, somebody's going to get mad when they listen to that tape, but I don't care. <laughs> For these rulers are only a shadow of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Amen. In Christ, you don't have to look at shadows and things like that. He is the re- reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or worshiping angels, saying they have a vision about this or that. Their sinful minds have made them proud. And they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments. It grows in God's nourishment of it. And you have died with Christ, and he has set you free from spiritual powers of this world. Say, I'm free. I'm free. 
We're free. So stand fast in the liberty where Christ has set you free and be not again entangled in the yoke of bondage. And religion is bondage. We don't need that. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world? This don't handle, don't touch, don't taste. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in concerning a person's evil desires. There's only one answer for your evil desires. I'm crucified with Christ. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth, I don't serve sin. Now remember last week, John talking about that word? It does not mean totally annihilated. That word means inactive, idle, unemployed, ineffective. Sin is still in the world. The law is still going on for some people. But when you're in Christ, none of it is effective to you. It's inactive. It's unemployed. You don't have to live in it anymore. You know, there's a few other verses. Hebrews 2, 14, it says that, that he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is the devil. That word destroy is the same word. It means in Christ Jesus, he has counted that inactive, idle, unemployed, useless, and ineffective for you. It's a matter of identity. It's a matter of you keeping your identity of who you are and the enemy cannot touch you. Jesus says the prince of this world comes and he has nothing in me. That's why it's so important to stay in union and your identity because the wicked one cannot touch you. He's unemployed. In Romans 6, 6, that is that we might destroy. That word is the same word there. It's just unemployed, useless. You know, our word destroy is not that, is it? When we think of destroy, that means we think of totally gone. It's not totally gone. It's just over there unactive. It's over there rendered ineffective. In Christ Jesus, it has no effect on you. Second Corinthians 3.14, and it, it says there the word done away with is the same word. Done away with. It's the same. It's inactivity. Romans 4.14, of none effect. Same word. It's just of none effect. See, it helps you to go look at all these words up. And Romans 7, 6, he delivered us from the law that being dead herein we were held, we should serve in newness of spirit and not oldness of the letter. We're free. Galatians 3, 16, another one, of none effect. You've made it of none effect. Galatians 5, 4, of none effect. 2 Timothy 1, 10, abolished death. The word abolish death, it's another word. He's made death inactive to you. Jesus is the one that has the keys of death and hell. <clears throat> Satan doesn't have them. So what does that mean? He destroyed him that had the power of death and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Death has no effect on you. Death is still around because the law is the law of sin and what? Death. It is a ministry of death. Written in stones. Commandments. That doesn't affect you. Why? Because you've been delivered from that law of sin and death. Into the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's the one new man. You don't have to go there anymore. 
Is that exciting? The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Well, I got good news for you. As far as you're concerned, it's already been destroyed. You don't have to wait for it to be destroyed. It has no dominion over you, and it is unemployed. It is unemployed as far as you're concerned. You say, well, you, yeah. Well, the minute you take your last breath here, you'll take your first one there. And not only that, in a moment, and to show you a mystery, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you shall all be exchanged in a moment. That word is exchanged, changed, exchanged. Why? 1 Corinthians 15 says God's going to give you a body according to his seed. Whose seed? His seed. It may look a little like this one, but I promise you it's going to be a different seed. It's going to be a glorious body. Incorruptible seed. Oh, hold my mule. I'm going to have hair and I'm going to be 33 years old. I may even have a flat top if I can find a barber that got saved that can do it for me. Flat top. I had a flat top when I was about 33. No, 23. Let's go down and cut to 10 years. 23, I had a flat top. 33, I didn't have nothing to flat. No. But this is exciting. I said, when I die, I want you to put on my gravestone fully exchanged. Fully exchanged. Not partial. We're still waiting for this body. It is God's body. It's quickened. It's been made alive. And it's going to be more alive. But it's still made of corruptible man. But it's going to be exchanged. But this body here now, it belongs to God. Glorify God in your spirit and your body, which are God's. He paid for my body. So I'm in union with him that created me. Oh, and you're complete. Oh, let's go on. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 17. They are the priests forever after the order of Melchizedek. 18, for there is verily a disannulling. See, there's that thing. Disannulling, that means inactive. The law and the commandments are disannulling. After the commandments, going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. In Hebrews 8.13, a new covenant he's given us. He has made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxing old is ready to vanish away. That word vanish away is that same word inactive. It's become inactive. Got the word unemployed. For you. Has nothing to do with you anymore. It's been deactivated for you. Hebrews 9, 12, neither by the blood of bulls or goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. How long is eternal redemption? A long time. (laughs) Hebrews 10, 1 says, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers therein perfect or mature. But this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, and you are seated with him in heavenly places. Amen. One sacrifice for how long? Forever. That's eternal. You don't even have to go there anymore. 
For by one offering he has perfected forever those them that are sanctified. Many believe that when Jesus said, it is finished, he was only talking about our salvation. No, he was talking about a lot more than that. When he said it is finished, he was also talking about the old covenant being finished. When he said those words, the curtain, if you'll read in in Mark and you read in Luke, you'll see that the minute Jesus said, it is finished, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom at that very instant. That separated that whole thing from the Holy of Holies where you can come boldly into the very presence of God. Jesus put an end to that whole system right there. For you, it's taken care of. And it was abolished. The animal sacrifices and all that, he just destroyed that whole thing. Now, they're still doing it like John said last week. But when he said it is finished, that whole thing and the earth shook, the earthquake and everything else, it was the beginning of a brand new way. The new man, one new man, Jew and Gentile. That was the starting of that process right there when he did that. Mark fifteen thirty eight and John nineteen thirty. if you want to look at it, when he said it's finished and cried with a loud voice. The veil was rent from top to bottom. Josephus tells us, he was a Jewish historian, that that veil was 20 feet high, 40 feet across, and four inches thick. How would you like to see the angel that tore that in two from top to bottom? He was at least 20 feet tall, and he just ripped it from top to bottom. Oh, thank you, Lord. Why did he do that? So we could come boldly to the throne of grace. May obtain mercy, find help, time of need. That signifies that the way into holy of holies is now made for everyone to come in by the blood of Jesus. God moved out the man made the holies of holies into temples made without hands. You know the how bit it says how bit the most high does not dwell in temples made by hand anymore. He says where's the house you're going to build me? What house can you build me that's big enough to hold me? He says the most high does not dwell in temples made by hands. I think sometimes we get caught up too much on building our churches because we think if we'll get it all built just right, he'll come and live there. No, he won't. All this is is a sheep shed. You are the house. You are the temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he says in Haggai, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord. That peace is in here. That peace is in here. This is the temple of the living God. Your body is the temple of the living God and the Holy Spirit. That's where he dwells. He doesn't dwell in these things. I'm glad he gives them to us. But they're not holy. They're just buildings. Too many people get sidetracked with all the stuff and miss the real meaning of what it's all about. Because we are the body of Christ and members one of another. Amen? Give me an amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says, What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Say, I'm the temple of the living God. It's not a temple made by hands. I don't care how many mosques they build. It don't make any difference. God's not there. He is, you are the temple of the living God. And God said, I will dwell in you. I will walk in you. I will be your God and you'll be my people. 
Wow. First John 3, 1 and 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it knew him not. Verse 2. Beloved, say now. now. Are we the sons of God? Not going to be. We are. We're not trying to be sons. We are sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son in your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Is that good? Wow. Beloved, now we're the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Because when he comes, we're going to come with him. Because we're already seated with him. And when we come back to get the rest of our stuff, we'll all come up and be one in the air. Are you excited about all that? I don't know how that's going to work. I don't really care. But it will. Because it will, it's written. Amen? First John 5, 1 and 2, Whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begat loves him also that's begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Saints, now are we the sons of God. Children of God, family of God. And we are in union with Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, we've put too much off in the future. That's created a spirit of unbelief. Ooh, Lord, help me. Really, that, there's the, that's the greatest enemy to the church right now, I'm convinced, is a spirit of unbelief. Just a few more weary days. Oh, give me a break. We don't need a few more weary days. Hebrews 9, it says for, okay. Okay. Verse 24, 9, 24 Hebrews. For Christ has not entered into the holy place made with hands, which is a figure of the true, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest enter into the holy place each year with the blood of others. For then must he have often suffered since the foundation of the world. But once now, say now. Are you looking at that verse? It says in the end of the world. When did he do this? In the end of the world. When the end of the cosmos. He finished that cosmos system. In the end of that, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Say it's already done. At the end of this world, he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. It is finished. It's a whole new living way. We are now in a new and living way, which he consecrated through the veil of his flesh. Get it? The veil of his flesh. And he says, by the sacrifice of himself. That word put away, that word away, is made up of two words. Into... We like that word into. Into cancellation. He put into cancellation sin. What does that mean? He canceled it for us. Sin is canceled. In your union with him. So verse 28. And Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin and the salvation. And I'm telling you what. He has already appeared unto you without sin and the salvation. It is finished. 
Okay. First John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. When's the church going to wake up and believe that? When are we going to get tired of being pushed around like we're second-class citizens in this world? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world we're living in. It doesn't say we're going to overcome. It says we have overcome. We have already overcome. Remember our song this morning? We don't have to be overcome. Jesus didn't say one day all authority will be given to us in heaven and earth. He said it already has been. All authority has been given to you in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel of exchange. All Matthew 28, 18, all power and authority has been given unto you in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing, how do you like that word? (laughs) Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost and teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you for a few days. No, I'm with you forever until the end. Romans 5, 17 says, By one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign now in life by one Jesus Christ. When are you going to reign? Now. Say, when are you going to reign? So from this day forth, what are we going to do? We're going to reign in life. By one, Jesus Christ. We're not just going to barely get by. We're going to reign in life. In Christ Jesus, in our union with him. Reign as kings, to enjoy the honor and prosperity of kings, to exercise the highest influence of control over the enemy, not one another. John 16, 7, Amplified. Satan has already been judged. You got that? When he, the spirit of truth, and come, he'll lead and guide you into all truth. And he's going to lead and show you that he's going to convict the world of sin of unbelief. The biggest sin we got is what? Unbelief. He will convict the world of unbelief, of righteousness, because we've already gone and seated at the right hand of the Father, and you're as righteous as you're ever going to be because you have the very righteousness of God and of judgment because he's going to show you that the prince of this world has already been judged. Not going to be. He already has been. Demons said to Jesus, why have you come to torment us before our time? The disciples and nobody else even knew who he was at that time. The devils knew who he was because they knew he had already judged them and they were already sentenced. But why has he come before our time? The Holy Spirit is here to show you that the enemy has already been judged. That means you have authority and domination over him. Oh, Lord, do I dare. You know, Jesus died at the, eve, at the very time of the evening sacrifice, Passover sacrifice. Twenty died. Yeah, I think I will. Y'all give me an extra five minutes. Oh, thank you, Lord. I got to turn to something. Help me, Jesus. I got to figure out where I want to go first. Yeah, let me just read it here. Daniel chapter 9. Daniel was praying. 
And it was along the evening sacrifice. That was the very time. And Gabriel came to him and touched him about the time of the evening sacrifice. And in, in verse, it says here in verse 24, he says, 20, 20 weeks have come to finish transgressions, to make an end of sin, to make reconciliation for iniquity. All right, we're talking about Jesus right here. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. We're looking at Daniel now, chapter 9, 24. And to seal up the vision of the prophecy and to anoint the most holy one, Jesus. Verse 25, the Messiah will come. And verse 26, the Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. Ooh, he was cut off for us, saints. And then the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom at the time of the evening sacrifice. Daniel had it all prophesied right there. If you want to read it sometime when you got time, 20 through 27. Hebrews 10, 19, 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holy by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And preach peace to you who are far off. Amen. Amen. Now it is finished. So walk in this stuff. Don't let the world tell you who you are. You tell the world who you are. The world's always trying to give you your identity. I like what that devil did to you, Charlotte, in Africa. When we got there that first night and deliverance started and everything all went to chaos. And this Charlotte walked up and this demon said, you don't know who you are. And Charlotte said, I know exactly who I am. And you're coming out. (laughs) Right, Charlotte? I'd like to heard it, Charlotte. I'd like to have that recorded. She said, I know exactly who I am. It come out. (laughs) See, that's what we need. We're in a world that's always trying to put something on you and dominate you. You know how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now, next week, we want to deal with those oppressed of the devil. And you know what that word oppressed means? It means that the devil to exercise dominion over. He has no authority to exercise dominion over any of us except what we allow him to have. But as long as he deceives you into thinking he has a right, he's got it. But he doesn't have a right. And it's time we said no. Just say no. Amen? Start now. Say no more. We're going we're gonna to rule and reign in Christ now. All right, I preached enough. I preach myself happy anyhow. <laughs> Father, thank you for your word. Lord, we do thank you for not just Sunday night, but every day. Lord, we thank you that this is, not, is a new and living way. is is not a new le- way for us because, Lord, we, uh, we understand the new and living way. But, Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to do to set people free. And, Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit will be in charge. And, Lord, we just ask you to place your angels outside the doors of this building. Lord, we don't want any spirit of unbelief coming into this place. Lord, we want you to have full authority to move the way you want to move here Sunday night. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.